Is the problem corrupt politicians? Or is there a bigger, darker problem in our country? Oh. So many questions. Oh. Again, leading up to general elections. There's so many answers we need to find out, but it's going to be hard. Today, we're going to break down some of the bigger perspectives on Malaysia. Mm. It's elections and everything else. Welcome back. It's the Table Talk Podcast. Hello, I'm wearing shorts. You are wearing shorts. I missed the memo today. It's all right. Welcome back to the Table Talk Podcast, guys. Happy Monday if you're listening to this on Monday. Mm. Ideally, you are if you've been watching and staying tuned to this month's podcast. We've been doing a series of uh, just kind of like informative bites We've been doing our jobs as Malaysians. Yeah, preparing you Responsible. for- Responsible. Preparing you for what voters is. Educating the younger generation. Oh, this is so important. Don't if you be guys, stupid. If you guys don't know- Education is a scam. Oh, wait, Sorry, what? what am I going to do? I don't know what I want. I'm trying to make these guys smile. Welcome back to the podcast. It's uh, your boys, Mings and Jeremy. We got a very special guest with us today. We yeah. have- Danish with us today. What's Ladies up, and gentlemen, Danish? give it up. Thank you very much for inviting me. Hey, how are you? So formal. Oh man, Danish. Danish. Oh, Danish. this guy does so many things, guys. So Danish is actually a research analyst working on applying mapping technologies to various sustainable development Sorry, goals. What? Sorry, hold on. What, one more time. And electoral research systems. Sorry, can, can, you put a, can you repeat the first thing again? He's going to break it down. He's smaller for you. But he's also I heard you're a professional. the boss man of Tindak Malaysia, an I, NGO yeah. that focuses on electoral reforms. It's a big word. We're going to break it down for you guys today. But what it is, is basically saying no to the hanky-panky during the election season. And yeah. that's what we talked about in one of the early episodes. Um, there was a clip on TikTok of me and Minghan telling you what not to do when you vote. You don't give your slips to anyone else. It goes right into the ballot box, right? We're going to find out more tips and tricks. I don't know if tips and tricks of voting is the term here. Um, but Danish is here because he's an expert on it and he's been uh, he's been a pioneer of really seeing change and wanting to see change in, in Malaysia. So we've got a big episode for you. It's the final episode before the general elections happening this Saturday. This is important. I'm excited. Okay. Just to gauge, uh, check the room. Danish, are you excited for elections? Yes, I am. You, how excited oh. are you? Scale one to 10. I would say eight. Eight is very high. Succinct. <laughs> yes. But very it's so nice. real. It's real. <laughs> can I just ask, where did the other two points go? Well, just keeping my expectations manageable. That's, That's all. the man. Oh my gosh. Of wisdom. This I, guy knows I, what's I, happening. Okay, wait, hold on. Hold on. Before okay, you okay. even continue, right? can you just break down what you do? Yeah. I, I, I heard the title. Yeah, like I'm just reading things. I don't understand. From, like, Because you know you're of a different league already. Yeah, mm. I'll, I'll try to be humble. Okay? Oh, <laughs> my man, my man. <laughs> okay, let's go, let's go. What do okay, you do? So, uh, my full-time work, mm. I work in Sunway University, specifically called Jeffrey Sachs Center for Sustainable Development. Mm. So, we want to work towards creating an economic and a social system that meets the needs of everyone today wow. Wow. without compromising the future. Wow. Yeah. So, how do… There's a lot of areas to focus on. So my focus in Sunway University is I'm trying to assess the progress of sustainable development in Malaysia because we have to achieve this by 2030. But unfortunately, we have a lot of challenges and COVID has made some of our progress gone backwards. Yeah. Okay. So that's what I do during my day job. Okay. Outside of my day job, I'm the director of Tindak Malaysia, an electoral reform NGO. Oh. So we are one of the many organizations that endorses the Bursay Coalition. Uh. And our focus is particularly about, for particularly for GE15, is to ensure the polling process is done in accordance to the law. Wow. Yes. But after, let's say, GE or even before GE, our focus talks, uh, fo- focuses on electoral boundaries, electoral system changes, and reforming the any re- issues relating to election law. The that election is, law. That, so basically, you, the guy who makes the slides, uh, that, that you know you teach people about what to do in the polls, uh, uh, it's not me, but it's my some of my other team members <laughs> yeah, who achieved right, that. Yes, yes. Oh, so wow, sustainable <laughs> government for the future. Sustainable development. 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 So it also involves governance because you want to have sustainable development, you need to have a government that is responsive yeah. and able to do this. Let me yeah. just be honest. I don't think they even know what they're doing at this point. Hey, there's a... Sorry, sure. he's smiling. Okay, for that's sure, it. For sure. 
But um, he's not allowed to say these kind of things. We we <laughs> are uh, we are not affiliated. So Some of say. our other friends who are content creators, go check them out. Mr. Money TV is uh doing amazing podcasts with some of the candidates as well. Jin's doing a podcast with Tony Poa. We recently had Hannah Yo on with uh the with Maggie on Head Over Heels. Go check some of those podcasts out if you want to find out more about what these candidates stand for, what their party is doing. Uh, but what we are looking at and the reason why we wanted to get Danish in today was beyond parties and um, candidates with their own agenda in some sense. We wanted to talk about how Malaysia, on a wider perspective, needs change uh, down to even its democratic systems, right? And I think being a country that's de- democratic in nature, um, elections is a very big part of how we get there. Unfortunately, uh, whether we like it or not, previous governments have misused uh, and used to their advantage the election process. The lack process. of electricity. Yes. The we'll sudden, talk about that. The, the, sudden, the sudden lack of oh, uh, basic need in life. So many naughty things that's <laughs> happening. And I think that's why Tindak Malaysia is... is, is uh, uh, you started Tindak Malaysia, right? It's to clamp down on these naughty boys naughty. and make sure like, hey, no hanky-panky. Smack, smack. Just want to clarify, I did not start Tindak Malaysia. It's, <laughs> it's, Sorry. Uh, the founder of Tindak Malaysia is uh, Wong Pyong Yao or P.Y. Wong. Mm. I have just taken over much of the work uh, since 2018. Apologies. Where do you go? He's still involved with uh, on another activities yeah. related to the Tindak Malaysia. I see, I see, I see. All right, let's it. get the show on the road, boys. Let's get the show on the road. Okay. Nanesh, I want to ask you, is corruption the main problem in Malaysia? Is that why there is uh, a bit of a <laughs> distrust in even uh, the electoral system? If you ask me, actually... Corruption is not really the issue per se. If you ask me at this point why the political lethargy is taking place, it's because we had two changes of federal government in less than five years and similar story took place at the state level. Mm. And that really turned off people because when a person said, I voted you to represent a party, even though our electoral system is to vote a candidate, not a party. I just want to be very clear on this. The party flag is just associated with the candidate. Right. But most of us, we vote along party lines. Right. So when we voted for this party or for more so now, actually, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Coalition. Yes. <laughs> Not yes, the party. There's no single party now. <laughs> coalition. <laughs> Coalitions. You were expecting that this coalition to be intact for next five years. Yeah. 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 And then halfway through, some of them have decided to have a change of heart, a change of agendas, switch sides and created a new coalition, and then later on, another coalition took over. In, in that effect, it sends a wrong signal to all, to the voters. But we have right. to understand something. When it comes to, let's say, electing the prime minister, the prime minister just needs to command the confidence of the house, means right. a majority. Right. Nothing to do with political party or coalitions per se. Mm. It says, how do you make it effective? Yeah. Of course, you have, let's say, an independent prime minister, okay, meaning no party flag, and that person seems to command the confidence of, let's say, more than 112 independents. That yeah. person can be the prime minister. Yeah. But the reality is not the case. So we end up choosing coalitions because we want to have a prime minister that envisions our goals and aspirations. Mm. So when we had these changes of government, too frequent, that really turned off people. It's not. Corruption for me, it's an oversold, dried up topic for me. Because corruption is going to be always there. The question is, how do you manage it? Damn. Damn. How how do you manage corruption? How do you manage it? So basically, in your mind, it's just there. Yeah. It's to be expected. But it's yeah, because it's, it's unfortunately it's innate in human beings. The question is, how do you manage it? Oh. Oh and that's God. where ah. accountability ah. needs to, ha- to, to come in, right? Ah, correct. Can you share with us? So ah. we, we, we said it many times, but what actually is electoral reform? Okay, first of all, we have to understand what does an electoral system does? Tell what me about is it. it? Tell I'm us dying to know. See, all of us, we have the right to vote. Yes. Okay? Yes. Whether you choose to exercise, it's a different story. That is why you have electors is those who have already have the right Right. What vote? do you feel about people who choose not to vote? Just a one-liner. Give us a one-liner. <laughs> what do I think? Mm. Unfortunately, they have... Low IQ. No, <laughs> not low IQ. <laughs> they have discarded their responsibility. Oh, you <laughs> stupid discards. Hey, sorry, anyway. Come uh, on. Okay, sorry. Back okay, to okay, topic. Sorry, yes. Yes. Back, okay, back. so the, mm. 
So, as an elector, you yeah. are given the right to vote. Yes. When you choose to exercise the right to vote, you become a voter. Yeah. Okay. Now, we have this concept that every vote counts. Yes. You know, that's a message that is always sent. But the, yes. the reality is, the electoral system does not convert all the votes into seats. So the whole purpose of the electoral system is how do you get all these votes, and how does it translate to elected candidates? Or elected parties, yeah. you know, depending on which electoral system you go with, yeah. or combination of both. So, in our context, we practice the most simplest form of electoral system called first pass, first pass the post system (FPTP). Okay. In a given area, the candidate with the most valid votes, valid votes, yeah, wins the seat. Yeah. Did I say fifty percent? No. So, if there is a a oh. two a straight a, a straight fight mean two contests yeah yeah then it's, two candidates is fifty percent plus yeah. one yeah okay that's the point where the first past the post system mirrors another electoral system that is majoritarian for example okay okay how about we have three corners four corners now we have ten corners do you do you need fifty percent no you no yeah, you can't yeah so let's say if you have a three corner most likely you just need to win maybe thirty four percent of the votes. And you win the seat, yeah, right. So you can win very thin margin against the next opponent. Let's say I have, let's say you have a three corner fight. I get thirty four. The next candidate is thirty three. The next candidate is thirty three. You win. I win. Yeah, because I won more than one against the other. Correct. So yeah. that is our electoral system. Understood. Is that right? His question. Is, I don't think so. The question is: Is it right or not? Is it appropriate for the right. Malaysian context there today? Go. Yeah. There we go. Okay, when this system was introduced to Malaysia in the fifties, is because there's many reasons. First, our literacy level was quite low, mm. so we need something simpler. Then, at the same time, we are going to be independent at that time. <coughs> Then, we needed to have an electoral system that generates stable government, which a notion that kept on existing until 2018. Okay, yeah, that's true. That's true, right? That's true. So, first past the post system fits the bill. And because the system is so simple, that means you quickly know who forms, who wins this area. So multiple candidates who form part of a party's coalitions, then you quickly know who is the government. So it creates that sense of stability, the smooth yeah. transfer of power from one party to another on yeah. paper. Yeah, on paper. But we are in a different situation right now, where the literacy level is very high. The notion of the first past the post system. Generating stability—it's already a worn-out topic because we can see the change of governments are taking yeah. place. And and the reality is, I think we as voters will start realizing that the governments that is produced today may not be a reflection of our voting pattern. I mean, I think we've caught along to that quite a bit, right? So what can what can we do? At this point of time, we have to live with the system because yeah. we need to have a government who is very bold enough. To say that this electoral system called first past the post system does not serve the needs of the Malaysian people and does not reflect the aspirations of the Malaysian people. There we go. We had the opportunity in 2018. Yes. 2019. Yes. And unfortunately, with the change of government, this opportunity disappeared because this sort of question of electoral system change takes place when the old systems is about to crumble. Yeah. And then you have a new government who is willing to explore a different option for their own purpose. Huh? Let's yeah. be very clear about it, because they could have gamed the previous system, and they come with the notion, "I want to change the system." Yeah. But then your question is, once they game the system, whether they have the incentive to change. Correct. It. Correct. Yeah. But if you ask me, we had that moment right. from 2018 to all the way to 2020 yeah. to change. Yeah. And unfortunately. We didn't act fast. Yes, the research was all done. Consultations was all done under the Pakatan Harapan government. But unfortunately, we did not quickly went to the parliament, change the electoral system. Right, and right. we lost the chance. Yeah, right. Wow. So, is so the old system was taken advantage for, uh, taken advantage of, and hence the result was everyone has you no know, the upright that that whole uproar of like, how can something like this happen? A government that you didn't vote for is now the government. This is a different topic beyond electoral system because right. this is an issue at the legislature now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because let's be very clear: once 
the candidate is elected, he or she is on paper, should be representing the party's views, right? right. But the political parties forms a coalition. And coalition is a transient, means temporal yes. object. Right. You know, political parties can be there for decades. Yeah. Of course, Barisan National as a coalition, its longevity is an anomaly. Let's be very clear about yeah. that. Right? But you have other coalitions who form time to time. For example, Kagasan Sejahtera, Angkata Pempadon Uma, Barisan Alternative, Pakatan Rakyat, Pakatan Harapan. Mm. You look how long they have been there. Yeah. Less than 10 years. So coalition is a transient object. Mm -mm. So that means a political party is associating with the coalition with common values and most importantly, a common goal to achieve power. Yeah. Mm. So when they realize that this coalition is not able to achieve that goal, retention they or hop, achievement of power, they hop out. They hop out. Mm. Means they switch sides. Mm. So this is what we know we've seen in the Sheraton move for 2020. Mm. It's because one of the coalition parties sees there is no future because they see their election performance after G14 was deteriorating. So they decided, okay, if I stay along with Pakatan Harapan, I don't think so that's your future. And then I also having issues whether the prime minister will change. So they decided to switch sides. If you ask me, legally speaking, nothing wrong. But is it ethically? Right, uh, right. right, uh, right. This is up to the voter to decide. I'm not going mm. to tell yes or no. Is it right or wrong? Because le legislatively and legally speaking, there is no obligation. I mean, for, that for, right, for a party yeah, to, yeah, to yeah. switch. To in, yes, correct, correct. To switch coalitions, right? And when they formed the new coalition, unfortunately, there was internal competition yeah. and lack of performance for some people. That contributed to another change of government because yeah. it's about the retention of power, is yeah, which yeah. method you want to go with. Mm. But all of this, I'm telling you, I would like to draw back. All of this coalition switching, change of government during COVID meant that the voters are so turned off. That is why you see the voter turnout declined so fast and very pronounced is any areas that is urban seats. Yeah, yeah. Because the betrayal has been felt. Lah. It's very felt, very strongly. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. I think, so that's a very, thank you so much. That's, I think that's the best understanding of what the system is like in terms of reform, right? Um, one reason why we felt this is a very important topic to talk about is because beyond the government, regardless of whoever the government is after these elections, right? There is still a need for that reform. Uh, can you talk, can you share with us a little bit more about how, and how, like the tangible aspects of that. What does a reform electoral system look like that, that would maybe work in Malaysia? What what do you envision? Again, I'm, I'm saying this not as, you know, like that is not a, not a yeah, political candidate I mean, going in like, I want to see Malaysia. So, so, I mean, just as a recap, right? We've been talking <laughs> yeah. about the existing system. We, we, we you briefly spoke about the fault mm. and the loopholes that can happen. La. Like, like if you guys want to take away anything, <clears throat> when a coalition happens, parties are not obliged to stay within the coalition, which also makes it very risky compared to coalitions that, like you say, are an anomaly and have stick together for who knows how long and don't seem to be moving, right? Um, oh, in your work right now, in like projecting your work into the future or the research that you've done, the work you're doing, what do you think um, is that new structure that Malaysia needs? I will specifically speak more from the electoral system side because coalition party switching and everything is still a legislative. Them, yeah, yeah. It's a still a, a very important topic. We still deal, Tenda uh, Malaysia focuses on, but that is, we put that aside for the moment. Sure. In terms of the electoral system, I think we need to ask ourselves, are we ready to adopt a whole new electoral system? And right. I can tell you something, even within the civil society movement, there is division of opinion on this. Yeah. Okay. Let's be very clear, right? Our country is very much, still very much transfixed on race and religious discourse as the main topic for political competition. Mm. Okay? For Sabah, Sarawak is regionalism. That is another yes, topic. Yes, area. So, on paper, first past the post system is to allow the moderation of these such voices. But unfortunately, in Malaysia's case, it, it creates a weird situation. It actually incentivizes if you go a bit more extreme. So instead of converging a more central view, means less racial, less religious, mm. 
for weird reason, our first past the post system okays or favors more extreme positions on racial and religion. So you can see when they are in the opposition, when the parties on the opposition side, they're extremely vocal on right this. Right. Yeah. It's not even, we're not talking about right and left here. It's just extreme. It's, it's either you're very hardcore on the race matter right. or on the religious matter. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's either one. They, on first part, suppose system is supposed not to do this. They are supposed to penalize this and bring everyone in the middle. But in our system, it's, they're okay with this. Okay. Now, this is an argument, you know, about favoring the extremes, right? Uh, was used to uh, go against some of the idea of we going more proportional. See, I, when we talk about first pass the post system, the candidate who wins the most valid votes wins the seat. Okay. So going back to that example, three corner fight, I won 34 votes. Two of my contestants, opponents won 33, 33 each. Yeah, yeah. So I won 34% of the votes. Is it reflective of the views of the public? No. no the vote to 66% said yeah. no, but yeah. I won. So yeah. the question is, how do we change this yeah. so that it is a reflection of right. the general aspiration as much as possible, as much as possible. of Malaysia? Yeah. Yeah. And how do you do that? And for Tinder Malaysia, we made it very clear. Our approach is to adopt an electoral system called mixed member proportional. MMA. MMP, MMP, not MMP. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what do I mean by this, right? MMP. This is, they put it, this is an aspiration. Okay. This is an electoral system supplied in Germany and New Zealand and at the municipal level in South Africa. Mm. Okay. We understand in Malaysia that we very much want the personal accountability, the personal connection with the candidate. And this is what first past the post system does it very well. Yeah. Because we know who is the candidate, the elected representative, and we can relate. But at the same time, we know that this system does not reflect the aspirations of the public. So when that's where the proportional part has to come into play. Yeah. So we have a section of the votes that is distributed along the uh, vote, votes of the parties are distributed to various seats based on the proportion of votes. So if, let's say, let's say, simple, let's keep it very simple. For the proportional part, you have 100 seats. Yeah. So the proportional part will try to find a way to have the seats of each party allocated by the percentages of all the parties. So if let's say Barisan wins 30% of the votes mm. nationally, mm. it should get around 30, 31 seats of the parliament. Right. Proportional. Proportionally. But with the mixed member proportional is Whoever wins in the first past the post system, we are still retaining it. Past the post. First past the post system is still there. You hold that seat. Sorry, I didn't need to double down on that word again. Past the post? First past the post. First, first past, past the, post. the post. So the post is basically like the bare minimum that so you need to win. It's related then, yeah. to the horse race. Right. Correct, correct, like, yeah. So first past the finish line. Yeah. There we go. I'm, I've been hearing past the post the whole time. Um, I, had, I had to. The post. Yeah, <laughs> past the post. Okay. 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 We still <laughs> That's my new business. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So this, we will retain first up, first past the post system as it is. Yes. But of course, the number of seats allocated for this should be reduced. Means right now we have 222 first past the post system. Yes. Seats. We right. reduce it. Let's ah. say we can cut it down to 100 or 111, yeah, 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 yeah. right? Or make even half or right. something like that. And then the, the remaining the, yeah. seats are to be filled based on the proportionality. Wow. But what happens if, so when you say, well, when, when it comes to proportions, like what is- then Proportional what, votes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So now using that system, we go back to the 34, 33, 33 system. That, that, that result. What would that look like? How would that look like now? Okay. Within, let's say, let's say we take the example of seat of Sungai Bulo. Okay. My boy KG out there? No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> we try to get him on the show. So, <laughs> Sungai Bulo seat, you have, that's a geographical seat. Yeah. Whoever wins the most valid votes will have the seat. Will have the seat. Yeah. Okay, so proportionally, how do you define ah, so validity? So, so yeah. now the ballot, instead of just, just showing the candidate, mm. you're going to have two parts. One, you choose the candidate. Yeah. And then the other option, choose the party. Damn. Oh. Wow, this, this is, these are concepts that we've never even thought would be possible here because just, the whole time. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say it here, right? Like the more Danish you the more you tell me about this, right? 
it just makes me realize, right, the games online that we play have more updates than our political system. Oh, really? Oh, sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like the games we play online, right, to maintain balance, like you yeah, said. Oh my lord. To maintain balance, we, the, the game developers release updates literally every other month. Because mm. if you don't balance the system, there will be an imbalance of power. The mm. game will be broken. Ah, okay. But guess what our country has been doing for the last half a second? Be broken. And it's just anyway, crazy. Yes, so, so, you are, you are, so, mm. so you would choose party the candidate and, candidate, candidate and party. So does it mean now you only has to be so transfixed on choosing a party? You also oh. can choose a candidate. Yeah. Maybe for example, like Sunga Bulo. Okay. Uh, let's give an example. So in the ballot, you see, for example, the candidate for Amno, mm. Kyrie. Then you have the PKR Ramanan yeah. and others, right? Candidate. Candidates. Okay. Right? Oh, you still probably still see the name of the party, right? But at the same time, you have the other option. Uh, choose ah. Amnu, choose PKR, choose uh, Pajuang, for example. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you can say, okay, I think for my area, as an elected representative, as an individual, the best person is Kyrie, for example. Yeah. But in terms of party. our party, yeah. I am not agreement with the Amnu. Amnu. Yeah. I choose PKR. Mm. Will that have a significant effect on the outcome with you? I think it will. It does. Yeah. Because so, now, mm. now it is opening up a possibility for you to choose the candidates that best represents your views in the given and area. The party. And the party. So, but what would that look like? So, for example, in, in again, using, the, using this uh, wow. scenario in particular, right? Let's say, okay. uh, let's say Kyrie wins the votes for Sungai Bulo, right? Um, but then, in terms of the party, it's someone else. It's PKR. It's it's someone else. The, like, so yeah. what happens in in your parliament? You have a set seats, set number of parliamentarians who represents the geographical areas like Sungai Buloh, Damansara, Chalam, and all that areas, creating that personal accountability. Yeah. So for example, Kairi is to be elected as for yeah uh, for Sungai Buloh. Sungai Buloh, yeah. Who happens to be also beyond Damno. Yeah. At the same time, you have a, an another class of seats that does not represent a geographical area, represents the country. Yes. Or even sometimes they want to do, like Germany is very complex. They want to do it by state. Mm. The Germany's MP, MMP system is extremely complicated. Even I find it very difficult to comprehend. <laughs> okay. So the whole idea of MMP is you still retain the first pass of post system, but it's the proportionality part will try to yeah. compensate. Yeah. So the the excess effect, you know, like, oh, one candidate won 34% of the world's yeah, so that's vote of, more than he wins. That know, is yeah. why it is actually possible in our country mm. that you just need 33% of the votes to form a government. Yeah. All the others, forget about it. That's, but you're right. 32% is, is definitely not representative, representative of, of, the view. of anyone's views. It is literally the minority view. Yeah, and, but it's right? possible. But it's possible. It's true. I guess if you if you do bring in this new structure to a certain to a certain point that is weighted or average weighted, it's compensated. I would say yeah, the proportionality compensates the first past the post. Wow, and so how? we are trying to we are trying to balance because there was a an uh, by the way one of the proposals mm. uh, during that period of time we could have changed the electoral system was actually to go completely proportional, meaning we do away all the seats called Sungai Bulo, Damansara. We all just elect parties. We have no control on the candidates. On the candidates. So we just vote along party lines. Of course, that would it's if you ask me, it's a shocker. I'm I'm yes. personally okay. Plus, for the country, it's like suddenly I I do not know who is my elected representative. Yeah, yeah I know it's yeah, it's this, this party, there. someone yeah. there, but <laughs> I if there is an who issue, who, is. yeah. Who but is? let's be honest, right? That's how the younger voters vote nowadays. They don't look at the person. It's like, oh yeah, that party I see before the flag. Yeah, uh, that yeah. party I see before the flag. I'm talking about after the elections. After the elections. Right. The next five years or four years, yeah. when there's an issue, mm. when there's a case that you want to uh, put up, who do you talk to? Who, who do I talk to? Policemen. I only know the, I only know the party flag. Isn't it? And I yes, only, a party oh, flag, yeah. right? Yeah. So this is why we MMP for me takes the best of both worlds and minimizes the, the worst of both. Mm. It's not, there is no electoral system that is perfect. The question is how do you best fit to the needs of the country? 
Because yeah, right, yeah, yeah. I've went the arguments, you know, why first pass the post system was adopted. But unfortunately, one by one, those arguments for it has been falling behind or going off. Mm. Because, because some of the arguments that you know is used against proportionality, for example, yeah, instability, rewarding extreme views, surprisingly speaking, taking place in our country. That is adopting first past the post system, so we are getting the bad nature of first past the post system without any form of rewards. Oh man, it would be very interesting to have a voting system based directly on just party, because if you think about it, it's true. Like, so what if your candidate is like this? They still move in accordance to what the party dictates yeah. to move, yeah. Yeah. right? Wow, will that? How think, hard would that be to implement? So for so oh. for example, it it's I would be right. It is going to be more complex, mm. right? Because you have to do the mathematics and all that sort of stuff, which yeah, I'm not yeah. going to bore down the details right now, right? Because you when you have proportionality, you have to figure how do you allocate the seats based on proportional votes, and there's few formulas to do so. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm. and then the question is, do you proportionally allocate seats based on the national votes, right, or by the states? For example, like Germany, they go by state, and that creates more complications. But they probably program the whole thing so they get this done. But in Germany, I would be upfront with MMP. There will be period of time that you don't know who is the clear government. I would yeah. be upfront about right, this right, for months. Right. But they are used to it. Let's be very clear. First past the post system in Malaysia always we know who is the clear winner. Whoever wins, we know forms the government immediately. Yeah, yeah. I think that notion will disappear in GE15 very okay. quickly. Okay. So I mean, then that's yeah. where we really need to ask the first past suppose system that we have been growing up with all these years has reached potentially what I call the expiry date and it's whether we want to retain it or move on. Right. I I do think we're ready to move on. Because just just as a layman, just as the general public, right? For what we see after the elections or what we see along the year, it is less and less a candidate thing. It is less and less that of, of knowing who is running your district or your daera or whatever, right? But it is more and more of the public sentiment of like, wow, this party really has been doing this. This whole party and all this gang, this circle has been doing that. And then even even people and tabloids now, they don't go straight for the candidate first. They just whack the party directly, right? Ah, yes, yes. Like for example, I mean Muda. Muda has been continuously whacked and then they associate a candidate to it. Mm. But the minute anyone is housed under Muda, there is a certain, you know, there's a certain expectation like that. Or if you go for Harapan, the coalition, for example, yeah. I mean, there's a question about the coalition and, and, and stuff about like uh, like laws about it. But I, I do, yeah, after, after you were explaining it this way, I do think that it is a new era. It's a new generation of people. It's it's basically people who have born without... I mean, the, the generations born now who are going to vote are in a totally different place in life, mm. in the world, mm. you know. I do think we should step up and update how how rulers are chosen. Yeah. In, in yeah. that sense. In yeah. that sense. And I think this is something that I feel... It, it, it does seem like we're a bit far from it. Yes. Um, it does seem like, oh, can this happen? Will this happen now? But aren't we just focusing on G15? I feel that the reason why we wanted to have this conversation today is because this needs to be in the minds of the, ger- the generation that's voting now to see a change happening in the next 10 years, right? It's not going to be an overnight thing, like, like you mentioned, right? Yeah. Uh, but it's something that needs to happen because I feel one thing about being a multicultural uh, country, right? With different races, um, the system of looking at just who gets the 1% more than the other might not be indicative of what the general public actually wants. And I think that's a very good point that you brought up. Uh, Jeremy, do you have any questions for Danish? So just now, I think one thing we always see is like parties, right? Like party hopping and we hear the word a lot and we like, oh, and they recently enact the party hopping law. And you said earlier, it's the parties that form the coalition and it's not just, we're not electing for the party. We we Mm. essentially... When we vote for the candidate, it becomes the we're voting for the coalition, right? So, do you think that there should be some sort of like coalition law, like in in place to no, prevent? The answer is no. I will be oh. very upfront. When we talk about party hopping in our country, we need to understand the main form of party hopping, and I think unfortunately, 
political parties, civil society activists, academics, and all of them seems to miss this point when they argue for a solution. Because they're in, we now we go beyond electoral system. Let's talk about once you get selected, you must the day one, undangan negeri, day one rakyat. Okay, just right now we don't have senate elections. Huh? So focus on. Let's say we focus on day one rakyat. Mm. So you come in. You know, you look on the parliament. You see the picture, the name, and coalition party. When you are uh, carrying out your duties, you know you are expected to vote along the party line. The party says we vote in this way. Follow. Okay. But at the same time, you also, as a person, as an electoral representative, have aspirations. So you see, is this political party fulfilling my aspirations? Or that's one way. Or able to make me retain power or able to make me progress so what happens is if that is that aspirations are not matched mm. so this is where there are push and pull factors mm. for you to switch sides hence hopping so pull factors for example inability for this party to achieve power so i better go switch sides so that That's attractive. Mm. Uh, I'm not able to progress career-wise in my political party in this party. I switch that side. I can go up one level. So these are some of the pull factors, push factors, coercion, intimidation. Let's say MACC uh, filed a report against you, and they say, uh, and the political parties would say, you know, if you don't want that case to go progress and end up you in jail, you switch side. Mm. Right. Uh, That's coercion and intimidation. That's the push. So when we talk about reform, the addressing the hopping issue, I wouldn't say we. I would use the word combating. Is I would still use the word managing. How do you manage? Because sometimes people genuinely switch parties not because of their career progression, not because of the push factor or the other incentives. Is because they are so not in agreement with the party mm. where it is heading to that I. Myself cannot do this, or what the party is doing this is in coalition, colliding with the will of the voters. So I have to make that decision that I'm out. Mm-mm. So that this is why we have different forms of uh, reasons of hopping. And there's so many types of form of hopping. And one of them, the let's say the primary form of hopping is voluntary, willful jumping of party-flagged individuals. To either to another party or independent, mm. not party switching coalition, yeah. not pa- you getting expelled, not automatically seizing membership. Yeah. This is the primary form of hopping. So when we talk about a solution, and that's what I, whatever the flaws, I would be afraid the anti-party hopping law we have, whatever the flaws, befits the primary form because we need to tackle ninety-five percent. Or ninety percent of hopping. The debate is how do you handle the remaining five to ten percent? The five to ten percent is like, for example, party switching coalition, getting sacked, mm. party getting deregistered, coalition collapsed. If you ask me, when you try to use anti-party hopping law to tackle expulsion, to tackle party switching coalition, you're not solving the problem. You're adding more and more problem. So, for example, let's say you have an anti-party hopping law tackles party switching coalition. Yeah, I tell you, in uh, February 2020, during the start of the COVID, we will have GE. Is that what we want? No. Okay. Okay. So, and of course, others would advocate for different solutions, and this is where we have to understand that what are we trying trying to tackle, and what is the best solution that befits. Mm-mm. And for me, the anti-party hopping law, irrespective of the flaws, tackled the primary form of hopping. Yes, unfortunately speaking, they put an another clause which I find it very disturbing, and I was I was against this idea. Any members who suddenly had their membership ceased will lose their membership in Devan Rakya. So, what it means is, if I disagree with the party. Mm. On this direction, yes. If the party sacks me, I can still be in the Devan Rakya. 
and second request disciplinary process. That's a long process. This one, the party constitution can amend say that anyone who disagrees the direction, or for example, say DAP Central Executive Committee, the Supreme Council, this leadership council, I will lose my membership of the party. Hence, I will lose my membership of Devan Rakya. That stifles dissent. Mm-mm. The op- that element is in our anti-party hopping law. But the question is, how do you make it effective? Is the party has to change constitution to make it seizing? And we have spoken out against it. I, we have made it clear, party members, if you are presented with this option to amend your constitution, yeah. you do your part to vote again. Because voters cannot do this. Huh? Party members decide on how a membership or the how the amendment of the constitution relating to party membership is done. Danish, that has been an incredibly insightful session. Before we wrap up today, I want to talk to our viewers, you guys who are listening or watching um, on what's happening this Saturday. So in this upcoming elections, GE15, there is a total of 945 total candidates for parliamentary seats with 108 of them being independent candidates. Numbers and terms that may not be applicable to you, but I think it's important for everyone to know and just be aware of it, all right? So there are 39 parties contesting uh, this GE15 with six coalitions. Barisan National, Perikatan National, Gabungan Party Sarawak, Gabungan Raga Sarawak, Pakatan Harapan, and Gerakan Tanah Air. Again, if you would like to know more about this, please just jump on Google and type in any of these to find out more, right? So all of them obviously have a manifesto, a declaration of what their intention is, what their motives are, what the direction of how they would rule as a governing party, all right? So please read the manifestos uh, to see if it's aligned with your view of what Malaysia is or should be. I think this is very important because if you want to know which candidate to vote, this is the basic steps, all right? So voting for a candidate attached to a party is voting for that party. Unfortunately, this is the current system, right? So it's voting also for the coalition. Mm. Is that true, Nanesh? In, ef- in effect, yes. Because while you see it's like uh, you're actually in a way voting for a candidate and or slash or party yeah. and slash or a coalition. It depends on how you see it. Correct. It's a, it's a trickle upwards effect, right? Because for example, if you vote for a particular candidate and then they win, the party wins, the coalition wins, the coalition or party could decide to remove that candidate, but they would still retain power of that seat. So that's another way of thinking about it as well. Even something that I had to uh, rethink about uh, on, on, on a recent tweet, right? Voters in Perlis, Perak and Pahang will also be electing members of their state uh, legislative assemblies, right? So the other 10 states will not be holding their state election this time, this Saturday, um, as Sabah held its state election in 2020. Very, very, very easy to remember because there was the infamous second boom of COVID. Yeah, I don't want to go into that because I will lose my shit. Followed by Malacca and Sarawak in 2021. So this has already happened as well as Johor, which had its elections earlier this year in March, all right? So the six remaining states, Selangor, Penang, Negeri Sembilan, Kelantan, Trungganu, and Kedah has yet to dissolve their state assembly. So apologies if we got uh, the previous episode mixed up on that one. Research is so important. It may seem like it's heavy. It may seem like it's additional homework for you to do. But I promise you, nothing is more important than being a part of shaping your future in this country. No homework, no assignment, no um, a social engagement is more important than you taking a step out of your house and being part of shaping the country you want Malaysia to be. There is nothing more important than this, guys. All right? Because everything flows back to who's running this show. All right? So research, please, please research on who you plan to vote. Again, jump on, jump online. Read their manifesto, right? Websites like MyMP is a beautifully curated website. Again, it's not sponsored, but it should be, um, <laughs> of how you can find out scores of members of parliament in their availability, loyalty, work ethic, and win rate. It helps you to know these politicians, what they've been up to, the things that they stand for, what they want to work on next, right? So it's very important. And again, the latest steps to vote given by the election commission. Step one, enter the venue. This is very important. This is happening on Saturday, so pay attention. Step one, enter the venue once given permission by the police or the attendant in charge who will be guarding the entrance of the venue. It's a line, right? They won't ask you. You can't just walk in. Someone will tell you, next. Or, sir, ma'am, line, line, please, muscle. All right? Step two, present your IC. 
my card, passport, whatever. Ideally, if you're Malaysian, please bring your IC. It's only IC. Not the photocopy, your original identification card. And why will you bring your passport around? I don't understand this. I don't know. Some countries okay. you have to also bring. But okay. just bring your IC, okay? I see, I see. To the first clerk there, the Karani, she will ask you, he will ask you, they will ask you for your IC. Show both of your hands to be inspected. This is very important because the last time what we did was have indelible ink on our finger to mark that we have voted. Is it going to be right? a thing again this year? Okay, cool. Danish says yes. Mm -hmm. So please present your hands. Don't be offended if they ask to look at your hands. It's not a kink. It's just to <laughs> see if you have already voted that day. Okay? Make sure you don't have any blue tattoos on your hand huh? or any tattoos of any sort. Please just show them, right? Make sure it's inspected. Step three, your clerk or the person in charge will pass your documents to the next person for validation. Make sure your IC number and name that is mentioned is correct. Oh my God. If you cannot even get your IC number and name correct, go to the longkang and sleep there. That's all okay. I'm saying. Um, all right. Next step, move to the next clerk. Get your finger inked. This is to show that you are about to vote and will have voted that day. This is very important also, okay? Receive your voting slip from the third crowny. Do not, Mingan, help me out here. Do not you know get what? your finger inked and then walk out. Because if you don't vote and your finger is inked, you're not going to get a second chance. Okay, wait. Oh, I don't know. Wait, wait, I... why, why? They, they, they ink your finger before you wrote or you... Yes. Yes. That's what they... Like, why would you do that? No, no. So even the last time they did that, so... I know, actually sure. now this yeah. seems like a process The problem. scary part here, which maybe you guys can chip in as right. well, was don't if you the, got the ink on the, on the paper, paper, yeah, it would... Last time, they were saying that it would count as an invalid vote. Is that It place? is quite... Uh, for me, I can't give a straightforward yes, answer, understood. but because the problem is where you, the whole purpose of the ballot is when they see is they want to see whether the voter's intention is clear. So I would just say for, uh, if your hand is inked, yeah. just let it be. Okay. You just mark the cross in the right box, mm. one box only, not try not to do anywhere else. Because we just want to be very clear, clear about your intention. Because yep. we don't want later when the polling clerks and the polling counting agents go and say, I'm not sure about this intention of the voter. Yeah. And because of that, I'm not sure. I've, okay, I will make it right, rejected. Right. Yeah. That's what we want to avoid. Yeah. So if, for example, you have ink on your finger and then you go and touch one box and then X another box, who are you voting? Right. That's how people uh, may misuse. Right, right. Right, the situation, and we don't want that to happen. All right, so receive your, so get your finger inked, get the voting slip, move to the presiding officer's desk to surrender your phone. This is this new. is a new step. This is a new step because previously this was not around. Now you need to surrender your phone. Don't worry, okay. you will get it back. Okay, <laughs> I don't know why some of you are already crying when I said that. Give the person your phone, move to the balloting booth, and mark an X in the box for the candidate you are voting. Right. Is that correct? That is correct. So far, so right? Yep. So only one candidate. You cannot be like, hey, I know this person. I also know this person. This is not a multiple choice <laughs> question. Yeah. This is one and one only. I'm getting a bit heated up because okay. some people's comprehension skills are below average. Oh my Just God. one X. Don't put a circle. Don't put a tick. Don't put a heart. Those mm. are counted as invalid votes. Please just put X. I know a lot of people are thinking X is the one. No, in this case, is one. Okay? Done. You are done. After you vote, put your voting slip into the correct box. There's only one box this time, right? If no. you are in the states that's not doing the concurrent ah, yes. state elections, right. only one box. Only one box. Um, if for the, the states doing the concurrent, we are talking about police, Pahang and Pera, there will be two boxes. There so you have to boxes. put the ballots uh, I just want to be clear about, again, about the X, X the stick yes, and everything. Yes. The instruction they put is clearly an X, but for me, if the voter's intention is clear, I think they will still accept the other options. Yeah. But Benedict. you read the instruction there, follow instruction. just follow. Don't try just to, don't, 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 don't write, don't even bother, don't even write your name. Don't sign don't, your signature. Don't write names on don't, your don't, don't, Please. Just if the instruction is just say X, don't try to be put too X. creative because no. you don't lo loiter there. That's right. Don't, don't That's put right. Nama, don't put Tare I don't know all, huh? who told you 
if you are planning to write your name, your phone number and the date, I will slap you back to your mother. Like okay. the whole thing is supposed to be anonymous. Like you're, it's reason, anonymous okay? voting. You want them to track <laughs> you? No, you don't want, okay? Move your ass to the box and put the slip in. Do okay. not pass the slip to anyone else, right? Don't be like, hey, can you hold for me and put because you want to go toilet. You okay. shit your pants, all right? <laughs> and you that shit mark, your pants. Mark the X. And mark the X again. No, and you don't make do it, sure don't do it, it goes don't, into the ballot box. Do it. I just, cannot stress this enough just use because the pen, guys, I don't want anyone else to hold that slip, all right? Please, please. Once you are done, Mm-mm. move back to the officer's desk to collect your mobile phone. If you are freaking out at this point and you don't know like, oh, how many people are going to be in the hall at the same time? Chill the F out. It's not going to be like pasal malam, all right? It's very, it very governed and it's very methodical. So chill out. It's not going to be like a thousand people and you don't know where your phone is. Don't worry. Right? Yeah, surely you can be just one. you, the guy. There'll be a couple of people at most. Maybe two, yeah. or, two, or, three. two or three at max. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they won't have more because it's again a very, very observed uh, procedure, right? right? Leave the polling center as soon as possible after voting. Again, like Danish said, don't loiter, right? Don't stay in the room. Don't stay outside the room. Don't take pictures of yourself in or out of the room. Get your ass out. Get home so other people can go in smoothly to vote. If you hold up the line for some reason, I will personally beat your <laughs> face with my legs. Just something, just yes, something. You know, a lot of people say like, oh, what if I have parents or I have like someone who- Okay, then you wait outside. Yeah, but don't wait to- At the canteen. Don't wait near the- The polling station. The polling station. Correct. You can Correct. T- arrange to meet. Correct. Most of these polling stations are at schools, if I'm not- Schools, mistaken. yeah, majority. Yeah. Yeah. Majority of them are at schools. You don't tell me this school only got one classroom, then you have to wait at the classroom. I will slap you and your mom. All right? Go and wait at the canteen. Go wait at the car park. Wait where you park your car. Just tell your parents, friends, family, Popo, Gong Gong, I will meet you outside there. The last time I was uh, voting, right, this auntie decided to take some pictures of her friends just outside. And so the invigilator came and said, uh, please, me, you're not allowed to do that. But I just want to take a picture to commemorate the moment. Commemorate outside the school. Auntie. Hey, sorry. I will slap you and your friends. <laughs> guys, in yeah, one it's, room. It's, it's, Yo, don't make it's me It's not a commemoration, guys. This is a legal process. Yeah, yeah it by really the way. is. You're, you're, this is not a place to get together, <sighs> shake hands and take a picture. Do your job. Do it well. Focus. And get that. And get out. <laughs> People are waiting for their turn. Yeah, man. Don't hold up the line, The whole man. country is voting, you know. <sighs> Please. Uh. So guys, any, this has been one wait, of... Wait, did oh, we sorry. miss anything? I'm, I'm giving you last words here. But in terms of the voting Do you uh, miss anything? procedure, that's yeah. correct, right? I think it's all good for the moment because yeah. I just want to clarify the polling clerk one, uh, says just checking hands, reading out the names, pass the IC to the polling clerk two. Once uh, the polling clerk two will hand back your IC. Just want to be very clear. Okay. Yeah, they will pass you, you back your IC. You should leave with your IC slash passport slash driver's and your freaking phone. Yeah. You leave your phone there, that's on you, not on us. Okay? Yeah. Just saying but that. Okay. please, guys, I also want to touch on dress code. And this is oh my a gosh, very yes. simple thing um, that some of y'all <laughs> maybe can forget. Wear baju, smart casual. Okay, I just want to clarify, there is no dress code. There is no, but the last time, people got turned around yeah, the way. Got, so this is a problem. That one, you have to tell the authorities, this is not in accordance to the law. Mm. Mm. So you okay. can wear whatever. Uh, but it just, just wear decently. Just, just wear, okay, wear decently. decently. That's the highlight. But from wear me to you, to be safe, I've been there, done that, so you don't have to. Please just cover the effort. You want to show your backside? Not today. You want to show your nips? Not today. Just just go t-shirt. Just, just cover up. You need to wear a yeah. curtain because you got no normal clothes. Just wear a curtain. Guys, okay? no, no but one's... The, it's sorry, not, but the law says you can't wear a party yeah. affiliation yeah. logo. Don't wear uh, party clothes, please. Don't wear anything that... Uh, you know, logo or anything. Yeah, yeah. Party logo, candidate. That, no, that party, uh, by the way, not go party clothes. Uh. Yeah, yeah, like correct, like correct. political <laughs> party <laughs> yes, branded, yes, by the way. It's very important. Yeah, yeah. yeah. People getting mixed up. Oh, I cannot wear my party clothes. No, 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 no. Not, not that kind of party. It makes me scared. You know, some of these things. Some of y'all go out there in the tank tops. You know. Yeah. You know, it, the it, boys it, go there with shorty short it's, shorts. It sounds dumb. It sounds like, yeah, like, you're right. You can tell it to the authorities, but please don't go and make everyone's day delayed. Yeah, la, just okay? make it just quick. Just wear normal. The next day, you're you want to go out naked. I don't give a 
Okay, let's move on. Care. Let's move on. Sorry, let's sorry. Go, go, go. Final words, Danesh. Thank you so much for being here today with us. This has been probably one of the most insightful episodes we've ever had. Um, do you have any words of wisdom? Final closing words of wisdom. I specifically wo- uh, talk about for voting. Okay. Uh, one, please come out to vote. Please. I mean, at, you have all given the right made to vote 18 years and above. So life has made simple for you. They just go out and vote. Number two, you know, there's still a lot of confusion about when you check your details about your voting time, the suggested time. I would say the term suggested means it's, it's advisable. Yep. It's just to prevent congestion. And now because now COVID cases are coming back again, it's yes. also for that mind, with that mindset. In. If you can't attend the suggested time, it is okay. You can still come out and cast your vote. Do not assume your polling time closed at 6 p.m. Mm. Mm. If, you, if that place closes, let's say 5.30, and you come at 5.31, that's your problem. You don't make a fuss, don't be a fodder to a political misinformation. It has yeah, happened in Johor. Yeah. Oh, it, has, it has happened in Johor. Because the voter thought it was closing 6 p.m., uh, the polling center closed 6 p.m., the polling center actually closed 5 p.m. And then that person becomes a fodder for misinformation. Fodder. Fodder. Okay. Okay. Um, I would like to stress again the point about returning the voting slip, the ballot paper. I want to be very clear in Johor. Usually in the normal vote, that's on the 19th of November, for our reference for this election, generally speaking, the number of votes unreturned is one or two. Okay. We don't want that, but you know it happens. For some weird reason in Johor, some areas having hundreds of unreturned votes, we don't want. You get your vote, mark your ballot, cast your ballot, get out. Mm. That's all. Mm. Don't try to mysteriously drop somewhere or want to take it back home. Or, no. It's meant for that area. Yeah. Why would you take it home? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. Because maybe where my Johor election is the first election that was done under Undi 18 got implemented. Collectible item is it? They want to see. I think they want that. They so NFT. NFT. Yeah. Oh my God. Not, the point is you get a ballot and settle. Usually a lot of unwritten ballots takes place for the postal votes. And, and I understand. Yeah, yeah. But this one, this is absolutely no excuse. inexcusable for me. <laughs> okay. And final point is especially those who have family members who have difficulty yeah. to vote by themselves, referring to individuals with OKU status, the elderly. Yeah. Please be the assisted, yeah. uh, what do you call the trusted person, yeah. because you have the right to help that person. Yes. Because the law actually allows anyone, I repeat, anyone of Malaysians 18 years and above now to be the orang yang dipercaya. So that means you can have a situation a political party person to be the trusted voter. Hmm. So sorry, the trusted person to assist these people, not only for once, two times, three times, hmm. four times, ten times, hundred times. Don't allow this abuse to take place. You have a family member who is okay, your background, elderly, or any form of difficulties to cast a ballot by themselves. You go and help them. You go and be yeah. the trusted person. Do yeah. not allow anyone else. Yeah. All right. Stranger danger. Stranger danger. Stranger danger. Again, this is so personal to you and your family. So guys, I really hope that you guys took away something from this episode. Once again, thank you so much, Danish, for being with us today. Thank, thank you, you for much. sharing. Yeah. Um, really, not just, not just things that should be looked at this coming election season, but with the new government in power, uh, what's on the horizon for Malaysia, right? This week's song recommendation, you might laugh, but it's a great one. This one's called Karanamu Malaysia. And I think it's important because this Saturday, everyone's going out to do something for Malaysia. Where's my music? My music is not good. But Ryan will put in Karanamu. <laughs> Thank you. Hope you guys have caught up with all the latest podcasts on the general elections. If you guys don't know where to find it, check them out on Spotify and YouTube and Apple Podcasts. We are the takeaway table and you can find it all there. Join the community. It's discord.gg slash the takeaway table. Follow us also on TikTok. Same name, the takeaway table. Where can we find more of Danish and his work like Tindak and all of that? Danish, where can we find you? For Facebook, just write Tindak Malaysia, all joined together.com. For Twitter, it's Tindak at, uh, sorry, at Tindak V2. Okay. 
That's lovely. Thank you. All so you far, need yeah. to do is just uh, just write Google Tindak Malaysia. You find all the details. Love it. You can just find it on Google. Thank you so much once again. Stay safe. Stay safe, guys. Please go out and vote. We'll see you guys on the new horizon mm. next Monday. Oh, actually, we might have to do it later because we want to see what the results the are. voting the, the results oh. are right. So maybe next week's podcast will be like a Wednesday episode. All right. So you guys, we are looking forward. To a better Malaysia. We love you guys. Take care. Annyeong.